Hi, I'm Shreen Fatik, and this is Making Marketing. On today's episode, the truth about going in-house. Andrew McKechnie joined Verizon as Chief Creative Officer for its in-house agency after a career spent inside Apple and plenty of Madison Avenue-type agencies. Ever the optimist, Andrew tells me that creatives totally, really, actually want to work inside a brand. It's just a matter of getting them there and getting them excited. How Verizon is making a big bet on in-house on today's episode. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Good. So we we took the show on the road this week, which I'm very excited about. And we're sitting in the middle of uh, Verizon's very brand new space for 140, which yep. is which is the agency that you lead as one of your many jobs here. Yes. <laughs> tell me about tell me about what is, what what it's been like just over the last year, just over a year since you got to Verizon. Um, well, I mean, obviously, it's been uh, it, it's it's been a very interesting journey. It's uh, it's it's been very full on. It's been uh, a, a great challenge. I think uh, we've been in a, a very much a build kind of phase. So uh, I had the the space. The space was here. That was probably one of the only things that was here. Um, and we had desks and we had chairs and and all the equipment and all the great stuff like that. But we didn't, you know, we didn't have the people. Um, and so that's a, a pretty different environment for me to kind of step right into, which is kind of like build something from the, the ground up. Um, we had a very small team of about maybe five people who had within the within the company itself um, kind of came in as the the, the, the the starting team, I would say, um, on the digital side. Uh, and we grew from there essentially. And so uh, it's been about a year, uh, just over a year. Um, and we've, we're at about 131, 32 people at this point. Uh, so, you know, pretty monumental growth <laughs> uh, in a very short period of time. Uh, and so it's, it's really been about focusing on putting the right structures in place. Uh, you know, anything that's... Uh, when when you're starting something is is essentially the is the foundations you know you're putting in the uh that all the the right elements and structures in place to to kind of you know become a a functioning group so it's really the you know getting to the basics of of a of creating a group and um uh, that's where i've put most of my attention is is, is uh getting my leadership and leadership team in place uh, hiring a lot of people, <laughs> uh, and then now it's really focusing on the work itself. What happens when you get to 140? I feel like you should have a. That plan is for a this. very good. You're, you're, yeah, you're right. We've, uh, we've been thinking about it. The, who that lucky person is going to be? Number one. You get a car. Yeah, I, I, we've been throwing out a few ideas around, like what, what would be the, the, the best kind of token to. Um, you know, the, the lucky person to receive something uh, kind of, you know, it's special. It's a, you know, it'll be a special, special moment to, to get to the 140 number as well. But, um, and we're also in a really interesting location. I mean, this, uh, there's a lot of heritage to this building. Uh, Verizon's been here for a very long time. And I, I've always felt like there's a, a responsibility to, to continue the legacy of, of what communications means to, you know, the people that, actually sit in the space you know it's been it's got servers and amazing equipment used to probably sit on these these floors and it's evolved over time and and now we're we're it's a different form of communications group that sits within these uh these walls so yeah. I, I like that you called it um you called it space and i think i mean you had obviously the physical space but you also kind of had the mental space to really envision 
what this was going to be, what this is going to be now. Tell me about sort of just coming in and saying, okay, now almost starting with somewhat of a blank canvas and mm-hmm. saying this is going to be, you know, what what a creative group inside a very, very big brand that has existed mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like. I get mm-hmm. I get to design this in my own head. What is what did that what was that feeling like as a vision perspective? Um I I mean I I guess that was what really excited me about the the opportunity in the first place was being able to take a lot of the lessons that I've uh, inherently, you know, learned throughout my career, uh, predominantly being on the the agency side and and starting as a as a copywriter and going all the way through to the way that you progress your career and becoming a CD and becoming you know someone that's that runs a, a big large account and and going through all of the the lessons and the pains and and the evolutions of where the industry has 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 led as well. Um, and and really kind of taking some of those lessons and saying like okay well what what were the things that i really enjoyed about that journey uh and that are that are true no matter what regardless of the evolution of technology or the way that you know brands or or clients and agencies shift and change it's like there's a there's a there's a core there that you know i've i've learned along the way um and same is true of my transition to what's considered client side right so going to the to the dark side at the time when it was not that long ago with with apple um to see a slightly different perspective on a creative organization and a group uh and and a company that did and does still to this day a lot of the work in-house um and again what are the really interesting things about that what works what what doesn't work and bring those lessons and try to think of a what would a, a a bit of a hybrid model look like uh and you know you can you can only but try to put that to test and 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 see if uh see if there's something more interesting that works in a in a and maybe in a different way and i think a lot of people talk about the models agency client model you know uh in-house model and and i think it's very dependent on the the company that you're you're in. Um, they're all different. Verizon's not going to be an in-house agency like Apple or Google or Facebook or any other smaller company that has a different need and a different output in terms of who their either who their audience uh, and, and and customers are or or what their products are. So it's always going to be different. You can't just replicate something. And I think I kind of came in with that mindset knowing that it needs to be its own thing uh and i'm not going to get everything right <laughs> but you have to you just have to put a stake in the ground and try things and adjust as you go along well i think i mean that sort of speaks to me as sort of the bigger story of you know the media and marketing industry in general i think that there there has been this assumption historically that if you're going to be in media, whether it's you know advertising, media, communications, or writing or journalism, that it's you go down. You're, you're a creative person. You're mm-hmm. you're a certain kind of thinker. You have to work that way. And I think that it's interesting to watch the evolution of the industry because I think at this point it rewards people who are able to do all those things, but also maybe understand the business model, maybe understand Absolutely. those yeah. things. And I think mm-hmm. that. I think, you know, it's funny because you think your sort of the way you're thinking kind of speaks to also some of the needs of the market. And I think it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it it was interesting. My time at 
at uh, my last agency prior to Apple, which was DDB, um, New York was was a moment in time for me that I realized that the and and maybe it was just at, at that particular agency the agency model was was pretty flawed, um, and my frustration and kind of uh, just I, I guess the 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 path forward wasn't absolutely clear for me there and it and it and in some ways it, it made me pivot towards um you know going in-house and 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 being part of apple because i wanted a i wanted something different and i and 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 i didn't see where i was going to get that from the traditional agency at the time because it, it was just um i don't know a very I think the model at the time was was just it, they were stuck uh, mm-hmm. in a particular a, a way of working, and um, for me, I I wanted more as a creative, and I felt that I can offer more outside of just being a writer or a creative director running an account. And the things that I was actually looking for were things that were closer to the business, so mm-hmm. a more accurate understanding of the product, for example, or. Uh, actually spending more time on the creative versus chasing information and, and, and trying to understand what the strategy is and, and maybe just talking directly to the client and things like that. And obviously that varies with the agency and client relationships and things like that. But um, ultimately my what I was seeking was like, how do I get closer to the product so that I can understand it and then hopefully be more creative with my output because I, I have a deeper knowledge of it. And so uh, that's that that was part of me also broadening my my skill sets in terms of going okay well i'm also interested in the strategic aspects of it mm-hmm. the business side of it and so i think that is a, a really critical piece now to to creatives or at least anyone in the industry is that you know how far do you really want to stretch yourself into into other areas and not every it's not for everyone either it's like my path is is obviously is one way mm-hmm. and and it it can be challenging in the sense that you have to be a someone that appreciates craft and can write or art direct or design and know good quality ideas and understand how the industry works and how to create a campaign and then be strategic and then also have uh, a, a deep business understanding. There's a lot of things to, to burden on someone. So mm-hmm. I don't recommend it for every creative because they say, oh, I want to go in-house. And it's like, well, do you really want to go in-house? Because it's a different type of Absolutely. accountability and responsibility. Um, maybe you you should just stick to, to something that you are really passionate about. And some people are like that. I think they're like, I just want to write and I just want to do amazing um, you know, film comedy, for example, and it's like if that's what you really enjoy, then stick to it. Don't don't try to don't try to do all these other things. And I think it really just depends on the individual. But uh, that's some of the advice I've had for people that have been intrigued about coming in house. Is that and I've you know I saw it at um, at Apple too, where people came in and and there's a lot of things that you have to strip away from what you learn from the advertising side. Uh, being on an agency that just doesn't matter anymore when you're when you're when you're working in house and like what like ego um, for one my favorite um, subject <laughs> uh, because creative ego has been has been um, has been nurtured and, and and has manifested itself uh, throughout your career 
uh, by default of the way in which you're conditioned by the agency or by the industry. Uh, agencies l lead you to believe that you don't need to necessarily get a bonus or a, a bump or or, or a promotion or all these other things because you know what we're going to send you to can or we're going to um we're going to enter your work into awards and so that's reward enough and and you believe it and i went through that and look i i've been very fortunate to also win you know the awards and and be able to say that it's not as important to me anymore but it's still important i think it is still important for for young creatives and it, and it depends on what value you put on those things um, I think arguably yeah. it's interesting because I think the agency model itself has, has, you know, there are many models to put that out there. But sort of when you look at the traditional agency model, which is clearly under pressure, I mean, you're seeing it from all sides of the industry, whether you're in media or creative or PR shops even. But I think the, the, the idea of the creative ego has also been used as a way to get clients in a very specific way. I think that there have been, I mean, there's so many cases of, well, why are you signing on to this agency? Well, the chemistry check and what is that really the person who is not like the client and therefore the client needs that person's vision and sometimes a vision exists and sometimes it genuinely doesn't it's it's a it's almost a little bit of a mirage and a lot of how agencies were built at least historically were based on that mirage of the ego that we're going to give you something you you personally cannot do because you're i don't know a stodgy old client and you don't know anything about it um what are some of the other cracks I mean, you sort of see or some of the other changes that you saw when you sort of got, you know, in-house or when you got to the brand side and you said, well, some of these existing things just simply don't work here because you're just thinking differently? Um, I mean, I think a, a big part of it was also just uh, the mentality of a the organization or the group um, being more of a a unified or at least an alignment around what we're doing day to day, right? Uh, I, I, I felt like at the agency um, at the time, it was it was just such a conflict of of intention. Um, as a as a senior creative, my my desires or the things that I wanted to achieve were at odds with you know everyone in some ways. It's like whether it's the CFO or um, the CEO or, or, you know, the chief creative officer or even a, a junior creative because everyone's objectives are, are somewhat different because you're, you're at different stages of your career. Everyone is, is kind of looking at something slightly different. And yes, you can say that, well, you know, at the very highest level, we're, we're an advertising agency. We're going to do great creative work for our clients, right? Which is just true. But when I went to, at least for my experience at Apple, it was... It was kind of like, okay, we understand you've done some great work and we want to bring that talent here. And obviously new ideas and different perspectives are going to be great for, for what we're doing. But at the same time, it's like, it's not about you. So uh, it's about the iPhone, for example. That's what's the most important thing. There's a group of people that are going to work day in, day out and be really focused on launching this product. And I think that approach is very, it's just very different because uh, you're stripping away the, the, uh, a little bit of, of what people try to put on onto a process or an output as being like, this is what I did. 
and you become more of like this is what we did so for me it was a it was a big shift and it and it you know it, it took a little while for me to also get used to that that style and that culture um but i i enjoyed it a lot because it it made it um it it made it more satisfying in some respects in terms of 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 how a group of people when you uh, put your mind to something uh can really make great things happen mm-hmm. and um and that was that to me was like why why can't we do that um more so on the agency side you know sometimes and and yeah of course you have those i've worked with some amazing teams and had great experiences at different agencies um but that was a little bit more pointed for me when i was at at apple at least what what would you say sort of once you know you figured out at some point through your youth that you knew you were kind of going to go in this sphere of maybe marketing advertising at least you knew it'd be creative um tell me about your first job how'd you get it um well i i think i actually had a a, a pretty interesting lead up into getting into uh what, what i would say is a creative a creative job i think i through a couple of mistakes maybe or or just instances that as a as a young person you don't really think about but had um and again this is kind of my frustration with the a little bit of the education system at the time for me um even growing up in new zealand was um i think you know i was 13 so that's that's third form in new zealand but it's um i i did art class and because i was interested in art and um but i had a teacher that was at the end of that that year was kind of like yeah you're not really that good um (laughs) And you I was like, like, but I disagree. Uh, well, no, I was like, oh, okay, you're, you're right. You're probably right. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't do art. And that decision had a, a, a big ripple effect from that point onwards because what it did in, in the system at least was that when I, maybe a year or two later when they offered photography as a, as a, as a, a class, um, and I'd maybe, you know, again, the creative in me hadn't, wasn't going away. <laughs> I had other outlets. I, I played, I played in a band and I, um, I drew and I, I did a lot of other things, um, uh, to, to, to help kind of feed that creative spirit. But it was clear to me, I was like, yeah, I, I want to, I want to continue this path. And it was like, well, no, you can't do photography. You weren't, you haven't, you weren't doing art. It's only open to the art students. And I was like, oh, okay. And so it forced me to go outside of the school system and, and then look at other courses at the time to, to kind of scratch that edge. And then other classes throughout my high school, you know, opened up and, it, and, I, and I kept on getting shut out. And it was interesting because then at the end of high school, it was kind of like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, maybe I want to get into architecture because I, I, I'd, I'd been doing tech drawing at the time and, and my brother was, uh, was, was studying architecture. Um, and then I was like, well, maybe I still would like to do art, like go into, you know, fine arts. Um, and of course all of those options were, were just not possible because the only way you used to be able to get into even fine art school was like, well, what's, what's your portfolio? It's like mm. your portfolio is what you do throughout high school. Um, so I was very limited in my, in my options and opportunities. Um, and so I, interestingly, as much as I, I, you know, my frustration was some of the, the subjects that I took during high school, they, they do have an implication on your choices later in life. Um, 
but it did lead me down the path of thinking about, and again, maybe this was more the entrepreneurial side of myself of going like, well, I know marketing's kind of like got some, you know, creative elements to it. Like there's things that people do, film and TV. And, and so I was like, that's an area that I'm interested in. So I, I pursued a, um, uh, you know, I pursued an advertising course at the time. And again, even when I was studying, there wasn't such a thing as, um, as award school or Miami ad school and things like that. They just, it didn't exist. And so I went into a, a business course, which, um, uh, majored in, in advertising. And, and so I, I managed to probably start my first part of my career, learning more of the business side of things. So I actually was groomed more to be probably an account manager mm -hmm. than a creative, but I, I excelled in the creative subjects that I took during that, that period. And, it was clear and I had some really great um, mentors at the time um, that were, you know, there were certain papers that I took that were like writing and advertising and, and creative advertising. And so those ones I was, you know, I was scoring top marks. And so they were like, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong place. So again, I, 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 um, I kept on angling though to how do I get myself more into the creative side of things. And so um, in my final year, I took an internship in Singapore, um, uh, which was um, at the time my father had decided again with, with my mom. We were like, well, we're kind of, we've been sitting still for a little bit too long. Like, I mean, you know, maybe 10, 10 or so years, 10, 15 years in, in, in Auckland um, in New Zealand. And, and they were they were also like keen to like go and try something again. And so it was another three year kind of uh posting in Singapore and I was like, well, I'm just finishing up. Maybe I'll, 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 I'll follow you guys and, and I'll, uh, I'll do an internship in Singapore. And so, um, that kind of changed everything for me because at the time, uh, I, I got a, an internship, um, uh, at FCB foot going and building at the time. Um, and you know, as soon as I was in, it was like that, that was it. I was just, you know, I came in and I did a rotation, which was, I think it was, I can't remember now, but it was probably like three, three weeks or it was supposed to be probably, yeah, I think it was about three weeks per department. Mm -hmm. But, and so I started an account management and then as soon as I got into creative, I was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. And I had some great mentors there uh, and they, you know, they basically built up a portfolio for me. Um, and I, you know, I grinded away and created a portfolio within a couple of um, a couple of months, and it was probably a, a better portfolio than you'd be able to create in in three years. Um, but it was because I had the the right people there to support me and and kind of uh, really put uh, the right attention on what you need to do to be successful in that particular industry. And Singapore is an amazing, and you, you're obviously familiar with it. So um, amazing place from an advertising perspective because it had so much legacy with like Neil French and. Um, Droger and all these great people that have come through. And so the pedigree uh, for ideas was really strong. And so I, I really, I learned a lot there in terms of like the, the foundations of, of advertising ultimately and writing. It's funny to watch also just sort of, you know, Asian markets, um, Singapore specifically, but also obviously Hong Kong and how, you know, I, I think we talk a lot about globalization. We've been talking about it, you know, for years now, but especially in our industry, whether we're media or marketing, I think there is a genuine sort of need now to just be less American. And I think it's, 
whether it's over the last couple of years or so, but you're just seeing kind of distribution change. You're seeing sort of how people are selling things. You're seeing the actual consumer change um, and coalesce. Tell me a little bit about kind of, I don't know, are you, are you able to sort of think back to some of those years when you're sitting here and you're saying, okay, this thing that we kept saying will happen is kind of already here. The world is finally getting smaller. Yeah, it, it was, Singapore was really interesting for me because it was the, it was my starting point and as a as a culture, um, being such a obviously a melting pot of different so Asia uh, yeah languages and like it, it it meant that the work itself also had to be very um, you know it, it had to work across all those languages it had to be universal in its and its insight and its truth and so a lot of my foundations of that work was yeah is the idea able to translate across cultures like and can can it resonate right and so a lot of from a writing perspective from an ideation standpoint i that those were kind of the 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 building blocks to the way in which i i thought about things and also from a visual standpoint the way that um because language was was harder and you had more languages to cross over uh, visually, the work was really striking and graphic, and and Singapore's obviously known um, for that in terms of um, some of the pedigree was in, in a lot of the original print work and design work and things like that. Um, and as I came, like I, I did eight, about eight years in Singapore, and when I was coming to the U.S., my struggle was um, people didn't know how to uh, evaluate my work. Or what I did because again and this was part of the the thing of like well you're a writer but you've got so much amazing design and visual art direction work uh, it was lighter on the on the writing side and I always had to overcompensate sometimes to go like no I can write like uh, and some of my early mentors used to give me a lot of grief for that as well I was like well, you're not a writer like write a long copy ad and so I would do that I would be like okay well I'll put a couple of those things in the portfolio to show you that I, that I can write but um, but they wanted to to, to to put me in a box and like are you a print guy you're a interactive guy or you're a film guy and that was basically the market at the time this is only 2008 um, but it was like that was the way that creatives had come up through the system in the US uh, and I was like well I don't know I'm none of those things and so I I actually created my own title at the time this was at Modernista because tell me it was something good no not really it was like integrated <laughs> associate creative it director like chief spiritual brain. no it was <laughs> It, it, it was I had to put that almost that that disclaimer at the front of it because they didn't know how to position me as like well are you a digital art director or you know a, a traditional you know writer or wh like what are you and, and I was like well I, I, I like doing everything and so Modernista at the time was doing some really interesting things they were leaning into everything and so they didn't have anyone there that did a bit of everything and so I was like well okay well the, the guy I moved with um uh, as my partner were, we were like, well, okay, we'll be your integrated team. And of course that became something that was, everyone was like talking about, oh, we need integrated creatives, which now is obviously, um, a, a bit of a bit of a mood point but well, do you think that the industry has come that far though because i think that no. it, people you know because <laughs> no. you know what i'm saying people yeah. say it people yeah. but i think you even see it with the way sort of media is consumed you see it across going back to can you know yeah. you see it across how categories are entered and discussed yeah. and continue to be debated and it almost feels some ways that like 
part of advertising is stuck in this place that's very much still 2007 mm -hmm. while the more again the market around it moves mm -hmm. the brands certainly have changed i mean look at your current job mm -hmm. itself um and just we're all kind of still saying that we're past well, I, it but we're not yeah and and in some respects i think that's why i think certain brands and marketers have actually developed faster than the creatives um because by default of where they've had to you put their marketing dollars and and the way that the market is fundamentally fractured um they inherently have had to pick up the the skills and the understanding that well if i'm gonna be a modern marketer i need to i need to know all of these 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 things um can you give I me think, an ex example well i just mean like like if you think of um from an an agency standpoint, I think you can easily just stay within an account or within a, a system where you're just writing TV spots for a particular type of thing versus um, I, I think if you're um, bringing a, a, a product to market, you need to know a bit about everything. So that I think the, the need for the type of knowledge and, and, and mediums and technology um, you just got to pick up more tricks, I think, as a client. Um, that's not to say that I think um, what also has happened is that there are there are just areas that require more specialization and people have kind of leaned into that a little bit more and whether that's social or content creation and um, influences. Like you can see that things that were probably smaller components in the past have become much bigger platforms. Um, and so that platform creation in some, in some respects has has kind of created many industries and, and people can spend or, or focus their attention in those areas. And that's completely fine as well. And you can also have your own smaller companies that then, you know, even if it's a capability that maybe right now 140 doesn't have, mm -hmm. you can go and you don't have to work necessarily with an ad agency to do it. There's plenty of right. smaller groups. And you're also yeah. seeing obviously a lot of people just saying, well, if I can't do it myself, then I'll go straight to the Google. I'll just go straight to yeah, the Facebook. And I think that's the one of the, obviously a question I get a lot around, um, are you, are you going to bring everything in house? And, uh, you know, and it's, it's not really about bringing all the work in house. It's more for me, at least the model that we're, we're trying to, uh, at least experiment and, and try and, and, and think about is, is, is attracting and having the best minds, um, working on our business. Selfishly, I, I, I want that, right. It's like, well, of course I want to have the best, people in-house who can really develop and evolve the brand language and identity and the essence of what we are and and, and guide it and be consistent and, and and do great work there. We also have agencies that do great work for us um, and, have, and will continue to do amazing work for us because they have a really important skill set that we want to lean into. But there are also other creative minds and companies out there that, again, the landscape is really broad. So well, I may want to lean into a, a documentarian like Rory Kennedy because she is a storyteller and is going to be able to tell a story and will work with that particular person um, to, 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 to do something for our brand, right? And, and then on another side of the house, you might look at going, well, well maybe we'll work with JT and his team, mm -hmm. uh, Justin Timberlake, mm -hmm. because we're doing a bunch of things with Verizon Up. And so... The idea of who the creators are has obviously evolved, and the creators aren't just advertising agencies. It's also not just in-house agency as the creator. Creators are all around us, and so 
what form they take on obviously shifts depending on um you know the 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 moment the product the 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 outlet Mm -hmm. and i think it's about how do you how do you do that to leverage more effectively uh what you're trying to achieve and and be more be more relevant be more contextual to to customers but also to um but as you do that i think the challenge is like how do you make sure that you're you're delivering a kind of a consistent or at least a a brand that people recognize and so that you don't become too fragmented either because it's also easy to go the other way where you kind of spread yourself across a lot of different things and then um and then it's hard to keep control of 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 who we are as a as a brand and what and what we mean to people and i think that's part of where Verizon's been in the past was a little bit of that in terms of many 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 agencies mm-hmm. um and kind of losing our identity uh and so what i've really trying to been trying to do with with obviously the in-house agency but also the existing agencies is how to how to bring a bit more of our identity get back our identity get back our voice get our swagger back a little bit more and 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 bring that more to the forefront is is that i mean i think there's two sides to that because i think what happened was it seems that in some ways agencies you know again lost some relevance because of the way the market shifted um and brands kind of you know gave in to that a little bit i think a lot of i think there's plenty of brand marketers right now who would basically be nodding because a lot of them felt over the years that did, did we lose who we were in this whole while this whole thing went on and and we kind of made somebody else the stewards of our brand they steered it and then we came back and said, wait, why aren't things going right? Why aren't things going right? Absolutely. And, and I also think that the, the tough part about that is, you know, I think some brands say, well, we're going to have an agency that is the lead agency and they are going to they are going to help you know, make sure that all of those things happen, right? Like in terms of the consistency of our voice and, and that does happen. I think you, there are many great agencies out there who have done amazing work for clients globally where you can see that, that pedigree and, and, and uh, consistency across um, a brand. But at the same time, I think it's, it's also on the client side. If you don't have the right leader or visionary to make sure that those are the things that they are also driving, then I think things fall apart pretty quickly because you put so much accountability in the hands of someone else. And also if you do that, but you're actually working with many, many different partners and you don't give that agency the autonomy to, to work across those other groups mm-hmm. and other agency partners, then you know, it's it's not realistic to expect that they're going to be able to to control the destiny of a of a brand's identity or voice or or anything else for that matter yeah. because you you haven't really empowered them in in the right way. And it's also just going to get really expensive because everyone's going to exactly. go around in circles forever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, a big uh, one of the the arguments I often hear is well, creatives aren't going to go and work inside you know, a brand, no matter who it is, even if it's Apple, even if it's Verizon, because mm-hmm. they want to work on lots of different things. And yeah. that's actually something you just talked about. You like to work on different things. Yeah. Myth? It's a myth. I think it's, uh, it, it really depends on the creative, but I think it's a bit of a myth because I mean, again, I'll, I'll, I'll reference my time back at DDB, um, as being the last agency that I was at, which was, well, so, I'm running one account right now. I was at the time running um, 
I dabbled on other accounts with with uh, with the ECD partner at the time, um, Menno, um, and you know I found I found some other outlets because I needed them because <laughs> I was I was running Reebok at the time and it was a it was a very very difficult account and um, and from an agency structure it was it was just it was a difficult. Um, uh, process and, and things just weren't, weren't right. But I was ultimately working on one account, right? And so at a certain level, you are working on one account. You may have a cluster, if you, you may have a, a few accounts. If you're at a smaller agency, maybe you've got two or three. But ultimately, I was like, well, I'm, I've just spent the, the, a year of my life and I've pretty much got nothing out of it. <laughs> Um, I don't think that it was a rewarding experience, but I've been working on one account, right, for the most part. And so what's the difference of doing that compared to working for Apple for a year doing the same thing? The difference is that I had more accountability. I had more control. I had more knowledge. If it was more rewarding, there were just many other things. So I think it depends on where you are in your career and, and what you're looking for. And, um, and I think sometimes it's actually... Uh, maybe from a, a, a creative process standpoint, it's it's not a bad thing to also train yourself to be a little bit more disciplined and, and, and thoughtful on one thing and see if you can be more consistent and repetitive and and evolve one thing over a period of time um, because that that is that is a challenge and that's that is a difficult thing even you know as we work on what we're doing at Verizon there are there are things that we do really well that we want to maintain from a consistency standpoint because it's really important for us as, as a brand to be consistent and to continue our narrative but how do you be consistent and disruptive? Um, and, and that's a challenge for, for creators. And I think sometimes the easy way is that, well, I've just got another brief. I'm working on something else. I don't really, I don't really have that accountability to a brand or a product over the long term. I just need to do the best thing for that moment. And that's, that's great. Like it's always, that was always the exciting thing about getting those briefs was like, just do the best thing. But it didn't really matter if the client didn't buy the idea at the end of the day. It was always like, oh, damn, the clients don't know anything. You <laughs> know, the they, don't know, blame your they don't know a good idea when they see one. And then you're kind of like, okay, let's go down to the pub and have a drink. And then the next day you're like, oh, got another brief. Okay, and you try again. <laughs> and look, like, I mean, that's that's part of the fun of you know, the, the agency culture is like all these things that you get to you get to work on and, and learn. And um but it's a it's a different uh, it's definitely a different mindset to mm-hmm. then go to a, to be in house and to be um, you know working on something that I think you just have a, a slightly different responsibility and not all creatives and I've I've seen people come in and come out of both you know Apple and other in house agencies that it's just not right for some people because you know some people just don't want to have to think about that say uh, you know what i just i just want to just want to design or i just want to write or whatever it may be and that's fair it's totally cool all right well andrew thank you so much for being on starting out thank you appreciate it that's andrew mckechnie cco at verizon our producers are aditi sangal and gianna capadona if you like the show please subscribe we're on itunes google play stitcher and anywhere podcasts are found leave us a review rate the show i'm shreen patek we'll see you next week